0: You want to be filled with the Spirit? Then be a person who is involved in the church, and worship with the church, sing with the church, speak to the church, submit to each other in the church. This life in the community of Jesus, worshiping, thanking God, uh, being together, this is how you become a person, this is how you are a person who is filled with the Spirit.
1: Welcome to the Radically Christian Bible Study Podcast. I'm Travis Pauly, and here we have one goal learn to love like Jesus. Each week I visit with Wes McAdams, minister and author, and together we explore biblical passages and topics. I hope you enjoy this study.
0: Okay, well, Mr. Travis, it's time for another episode. It's been a while since we recorded yeah, of these. I'm excited. Um, and I, we had a question that came up on a Facebook group, on mm-hmm. the Radically Christian Community Facebook group, and uh, you brought it up to me, and I thought, well, that's a great—that's a great question that we could talk about. It wasn't submitted to be a question on the podcast, yeah. Uh, but I think it would be a great. You're—you're you're obviously interested in it, mm-hmm. and I'm interested in it. So, uh, why don't you read it for us, and then we can talk about it.
1: For sure, yeah. This came from the Radically Christian Community Facebook group. Uh, user says, "Good morning. The following question is something I'm extremely confused about. Does the Holy Spirit speak to believers?" I'm being told by our brethren that the Holy Spirit was only for the apostles and only until the word was complete. I'm having difficulty understanding this. Please help me as I continue to read the word and pray, prayerfully seek to understand.
0: Okay, I I that that question has been kind of rattling around in my head for the last couple of weeks or ever since you you asked me about that or you brought that up to me. Um, I don't really want to get into. Personally, and we can if you want to, but I don't really want to get too much into, you know, how does the spirit work today versus how did the spirit work in the first century. Right. But I like the question about the how what read it again do you mind reading it again? Sure. What did he say? Something about the,
1: Does the Holy Spirit speak to believers?
0: You know, that and that's an interesting question just mm-hmm. right there. I I've really been thinking about that because we we do or I do hear people use phrases like that. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. Um, or or the spirit speaks to me or or something along those lines, but that that's an interesting thought and i I got to thinking about that, and I thought i don't know that scripture ever and if it does use that, I was trying to look it up and see if but i can't think of anything off the top of my head, yeah, where the spirit speaks to us and and that and that is just kind of interesting in and of itself that um that that's not really the way that—I I don't think that's really a biblical way to think about the work of the Spirit in speaking to us. Right. Um, it When we think about the Spirit, and I think that, you know, if, if we think about the idea of God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, um, when we think about the role of the Spirit— um, anytime that scripture talks about and, and i'm i'm gonna say things i know I'm gonna accidentally say things like any anytime and every time uh, or things like that and, and i'm not saying that there isn't a passage that talks about the spirit speaking i'm just talking about in general or the passages that come to my mind I, i'm not right. saying I have an exhaustive list of <laughs> passages you know in my head uh but but when scripture talks about the work of the spirit when it talks of, when scripture talks about the spirit speaking it's usually talking about a person speaking that is being as peter puts it peter says carried along by the spirit mm-hmm. and so i really think that the best way to think about the work of the spirit isn't like the spirit with an audible voice saying or even a voice in our head right. saying Travis <clears throat> Travis this is what you should do or or anything like that or even you know or even a, you know a thought in your head it's more like the spirit empowers that's a word I really like. I really yeah. like the word empowers, and so I, I think going back and thinking about what is a what is a spirit, because the word spirit, and we may have talked about this on the podcast before, but the word spirit um, literally, in a literal sense, just means a breath or a wind, mm-hmm. um, and, and so that that's a literal usage of the word spirit. Um, so so there there's the the literal, and then if we talk about it as sort of a metaphor then we're talking about a personality we're talking about a a personal spirit right so you have a personal spirit i have a personal spirit god has a personal spirit and this is the invisible or i, I like to say the personal invisible empowering presence of god i know that's a lot yeah the personal invisible empowering presence of god that's who the holy spirit is he like is that. he is personal He's not an it; mm-hmm. he's a he, yeah. right? So, anytime Scripture talks about the Holy Spirit, it, it Scripture talks about the Spirit as a he. Uh, he's personal; he he has a personality. Um, he's not uh, the force, you know. He's not. This isn't Star <laughs> Wars, you know. He's not an impersonal force, right. Like wind, is. wind in a literal sense is is impersonal it there's no personality to it it's just it's just an impersonal force but the holy spirit is is the personal and then i like to say empowering the spirit is known by what he does so even though the spirit is invisible that's what a spirit is a spirit is invisible um, like wind is invisible Mm -hmm. and you don't know wind um except by what it accomplishes except by what it empowers right so you know that wind is at work when you see a ship Sailing across the water. You know, wind is at work when the sail is filled with the wind right. and it's being driven across the water. You know that the spirit is present in a person's life, not because the person says, I hear this voice in my head. It's not about hearing a voice in your head, it's about being empowered and driven in a certain direction. So you can only see the work of the spirit by the work that's being accomplished and that's visible in a person's life. And so the way Peter would talk about it is in the work of the prophets. And he would say in in the writings of the prophets, they were being driven or carried along by, and it's just like a ship. It's like a ship sailing on the water. They're being carried along by the Holy Spirit. He's not saying, I don't think, that the Holy Spirit is like whispering in their ear, or that they hear this voice in their head, you know, I hear this voice and it's telling me to write this and I write this. It's not, that's not the way that scripture talks about the work of the spirit. It's much more, um, it's much more like um, wisdom. And I I think that that's something that we don't often think about. We, We often, when we talk about scripture being inspired by the Holy Spirit, Sometimes we talk about it like the Holy Spirit, like controlled the authors. He told
1: them exactly what to say. Right? What to write.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like like he like he was whispering in their ear, yeah. or like they were just dictating. Mm-hmm. They were just dictating the Spirit telling them what to write down. It's not. I don't think that's how inspiration works. I think that we we should think about words like wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think we should think about words like creativity. Mm. We don't think about that, do we? I mean, when we talk about the the Bible that scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit by God, God, God's breath is in this. Yeah. Sometimes we we just think about accuracy. That's, yeah. that's the only thing because we're Westerners, you oh, know, and, and Westerners mm-hmm. tend to be. Uh, we we like to think about science and facts and figures and numbers, and so that's what when we focus on inspiration, we want we talk about inerrancy, right. accuracy, uh, infallibility. Those are the things that we. And I'm not saying that those things that that's wrong, right? But we don't think about creativity. The, the 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 scriptures are incredibly creative yeah. the way that they would use even even like the psalms a lot of the psalms used use things like acrostics use every letter of the Hebrew alphabet to say aleph this and bet this and vet that, you know, and and they would, every letter they would, uh, you know, have a different aspect of the word or a different aspect of God or whatever. And so there was an incredible amount of artistic creativity that went into it. And it's interesting that one of the first times that scripture talks about the Holy Spirit working in a person's life. It's in Exodus chapter 31. There's a guy named Bezaliel, and Bezaliel, it says, uh, this is Exodus 31 and verse three, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs to work in gold, silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting and in carving wood to work in every ca- in every craft. And so Bezaliel would be a craftsman filled with the Holy Spirit. And so his his empowering by the Spirit isn't about accuracy and infallibility. Yeah. It's not about a voice whispering in his head, it's about artistic creativity. Yeah. And then as you continue to read scripture, you know, you see wisdom um, being a an evidence that the evidence that the Spirit of God is working in a person's life isn't that they're like become a robot and say, God told me to say such and such, such and such. We almost think about it more like possession. Right, yeah. that's exactly how we tend to think about it. We yeah. think about it like they're being possessed and like... Just by g- something good. <laughs> yes, yeah, exa- that's exactly. And it's nothing like that. Yeah. It's more like maybe after the fact you look at a person's life and you say mm. that was beyond them mm. god was empowering that this this was a strength and you even think about the judges like yeah. theirs was like samson and it, i guess it kind of was like a possession but but possession in the sense that they had a, a supernatural strength so right. so it's it's like a ship again if if the wind didn't fill the sails of a ship, it would just sit there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could get out the oars and you could kind of, you know, by your own power and strength, try to paddle it as, as much as you could. But then this wind fills it and it's able to go places and do things that it couldn't do by its own volition and power. Right. And that's the way the spirit works. And he empowers and has empowered different people at different times in different ways. And, and that's kind of the whole point. So it is kind of funny. I said I didn't want to talk about this, but it is kind of funny that we would insist that the Holy Spirit empowers me the same way the Holy Spirit empowered the apostles or the first century church. It's like, no. yeah. The point of the Spirit has always been that He has empowered God's people at different times in different ways yeah. and given different people different gifts for what they needed at the time for the common good and the building up of, of the body. But But the Spirit is something that is someone I shouldn't say something. Oh, see, I always it's do. hard, it's it, hard. It is it is hard to talk about him yeah. as a personal presence. But but it's some it, it's a it's an idea, a concept that you have to sort of step out of and look at it and and look at the situation and say this person has a power and a strength and a wisdom and a creativity that is beyond their own power and and ability and and that's I think how the scriptures would talk about it. So Samson, you know, for instance, had this supernatural strength. Uh, Bezaliel had this supernatural craftsmanship and uh, artistic ability. Um, Solomon had this supernatural wisdom. Yeah. And as you as you go through the scriptures wisdom seems to be one of the greatest, um, most common ideas associated with the work of the Spirit, that the Spirit gives wisdom. And and I think that's a powerful word, and it's a word we don't think about a lot, I think, in 21st century America as Christians. Like, we want knowledge. Mm -hmm. We want facts. Mm -hmm. We want to know what's true, what's false. We want to know uh, what are the rules, right? You right. Know, like I want, I want God to give me a list of rules, and you know, I want, I want things to be exhaustive, and I want lists and checklists, you know, and and yeah. and, and that's what I. W- but but Scripture is much more concerned, both in the old, but especially in the New Testaments, covenants, much more concerned with wisdom. Yeah. In in having people be complete. And be able to, and, and this is one of the words that, especially in like John's gospel account, um, one of the words that's most commonly associated with the work of the Spirit is vision and sight. So that's what the Holy Spirit does. More than giving you facts, and I'm not saying that the Spirit didn't give prophets facts. Sure. I, I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, but more than that, f- much more than that, way beyond that. The Spirit gave the prophets and the apostles and the church today and in every generation gives God's people vision and sight and helps them to see things that they couldn't see before, things that they can only see through the filling of the, the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. And that, that's a huge thing. So we want to know questions like, how does the Spirit speak to us? And again, I'm just kind of uncomfortable with those words, yeah. with that idea. It's like a,
1: It's misleading. Right, um, yes. I think for yourself to ask that question. Yeah. It's like, well, if that's what you're looking for, you you might be disappointed. But, yes. But if, you know, I, I think, I, and this is par for the course for my faith life, and I think a lot of people's that whatever you th- think you're looking for, if you just can just come to a moment of, okay, I just want to know the truth, Yeah. you know? Yes, I want to know this. Yeah. I I want it to be this way. Yeah. But you have a moment of, you know, and and it's usually pretty painful to get to that place (laughs) of, I just want to know the truth. Yeah. And then you find out it's so much bigger. Yes. And because, you know, you were saying before about creativity being associated with the spirit, man, you're speaking my language. like Because that's, you know, my, my relationship with the spirit is definitely built in that yes and kind of a junkie for that moment yeah of like you know wow that was something and that wasn't me yeah like that there's nothing more exciting than yes. that because it's yeah. like um it's it's both kind of like ego filling because it's like oh i got to be a part of that yeah but it's like but it's different than i did that yeah you know it's different than wow i came up with that yeah i wrote that right. i did this you know, it's it's just it's humbling. A, it's like I stumbled across something yeah. that's very humbling. Yes, yes. Um, can I tell you a weird spirit moment? That, yeah, um, we may have to edit it out, but no. Sure. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Well, I, 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 in, par, in part in jest, but it was kind of amazing to me that I was reading. I was working on some music, and I was reading in Psalms for some inspiration. I read Psalm uh, nineteen, mm-hmm. and I realized the first half, almost the first half of the. Uh, of Psalm 19 in English, rhymed.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah, it
1: was like, wow, well, he wrote that as a song. Yeah, and it's still like it still flows it still and it's flows. still snappy yeah. and like, absolutely. I was like, that's incredible. Like, yeah, it, 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 it kind of just sent chills. It was like, man, this is thousands upon thousands of years old. Yes, and, and if we
0: could sing it in Hebrew, we'd probably be even more impressed. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's
1: like you know, just that idea of like of creativity being associated with it. Yes, and and I think that's. Like I, I, almost look at creativity as like a, it's on the path to wisdom. It's not wisdom, yes. itself, but it's it's on the way.
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 one aspect or one type of wisdom. Yeah. Um, when when a person can, and and there's all kinds of great uh, scholarship that's gone into into this idea, but um, when you look back at um, creation, mm-hmm. so th- the the world was. In English, it is formless and void. It isn't necessarily that it's non-existent, but that it's formless. It's void. It's, uh, I think that, anyway, we won't get into the Hebrew, it's formless and void. And then God comes in and God brings about, the Spirit, the Spirit of God is hovering over the waters and God speaks and he brings order. He brings order to the chaos. He brings order where there's light and darkness so he's separating things. When you when you read it, it's all about separation. Everything is being put in its place. The birds are put in the sky, the fish are put in the sea, the Animals and the people are put on the land. Uh, light is separated from the darkness. Everything is separated and sectioned and organized, and everything is is given its place, and and it becomes a perfect harmony. And everything's put in harmony. Everything's put into motion. Yeah. Everything's put into its flow and to its focus. And then God creates a human being, and He creates him in His own image or as His image bearer, and and He gives that person the ability or the vocation of ruling with him. And he puts man in a garden and he tells man to work even before the fall. Sometimes we think that work is an aspect of the fall. It's not. Adam was given work to do before the fall. And what was he supposed to do? He was supposed to cultivate the garden. What's he doing? He's doing the same thing that his heavenly father was doing. He's yeah. creating order. He's cultivating. He's going in where there's chaos and there's weeds and there's, you know, things that are growing up. And he he's cultivating, he's pruning, and he's, he's gardening. God makes him a gardener. Yeah. And so all throughout the scripture, God takes these human beings and he's co-ruling with them. And as his co-rulers, he's allowing them to bring order and harmony where there's chaos. And that's exactly what he wants us to do. But what sin does is exactly the opposite. Sin is brings about uncreation. Sin brings about the breaking down of peace and harmony and there becomes chaos and there becomes dysfunction and there becomes disharmony and and violence and you know all of these things and then when god's rule and reign comes about and he invites people humans to co-rule and reign with him then we participate with him in bringing order out of the chaos and that's what a song does yeah. a song takes i mean there's a there's an unlimited number of notes and and sounds and a song takes them and organizes them in a way that's har- harmonious. There's yeah. harmony, yeah. and that's what a, a sentence does. There's all kinds of letters, and you could put letters in all kinds of different, n- numerous, uncountable number of of combinations for letters and words, yeah. and, and you take those letters and organize them in a way that makes a word, and then yeah. you take those words and organize them in a way that makes a sentence, and then you take the sentence and organize them in such a way as to make a paragraph and communicate an idea with words. Yeah, God made us creators, and by creators, not just taking things that don't exist and bringing them into existence. More than that, organizing things that exist in such a way that that it brings harmony and peace and flourishing to humanity to the world and and that's what that's what we do with ideas with words with music but that's also what a builder does mm-hmm. a builder takes bricks yeah. that are just They're just chaos. And then he organizes them in such a way that it makes a structure. That's what somebody does with numbers. That's an accountant. And to me, I look at the numbers and it's like the matrix. You know, it's just all the numbers (laughs) running everywhere. And they take it and they bring order to the chaos. That's exactly what we do. Whatever a person's job is, it should be bringing order and peace and harmony to something that is chaotic um, even like a school teacher you know i mean yeah. without the school teacher the kids are chaotic and and they don't know what's going on and they're running every which way but she or he brings peace and order and and harmony to what would otherwise be chaotic and we're we we are bearing the image of our father and and then, when you consider the work of the Spirit within the lives of Christians, how much more so is that true for us, where yeah. we're the Spirit of God is bringing peace and harmony to our lives, so that we can co-rule and reign with God. And that's exactly what's happening. And you look at what, like Paul would say in in Galatians chapter five, he said, "This is the the fruit of the Spirit, the the fruit of." walking by the flesh is all this disharmony and fighting and arguing and and backbiting and jealousy and envy and outbursts of anger and all of these things. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, yeah. and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. The Spirit brings peace and order and harmony to what would otherwise be chaotic. And that's exactly what the church should look like is you look out of the world and there's all this, this disharmony and there's chaos and then in the church there's harmony and peace and, yeah. and unity and everything is working together for the common good of the body. That's not always the way it is because right. we don't always walk by the Spirit. And so that, I think, gets to the heart of the work of the Spirit in our lives. It's not just to give us facts and figures. It's not it's not about predictions about tomorrow, Watch out for buses. Don't step in front. You know, that's right. that's nonsense. That's, that's horoscope. That, that's horoscope. That's, yeah. that's paganism. That's mm-hmm. not Christianity. That wasn't Judaism. That's not the way the Spirit has ever worked. I, I shouldn't yeah. say ever, but that's not really the idea of the Holy Spirit that we get from Scripture.
1: Well, it's so limiting. It's, you know... Even just the, the very idea of, because I, I know what the, you know, the, the person who asked the question, I know what they're talking about. I'm sure you sure, do too, sure, that that sure. idea of of just hearing that kind of, well, the, the spirit only speaks in the word, right you know, it only right, speaks right. in the word and, right. and anything beyond that is, you know, I don't know, Pentecostal or. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Charismatic. Um, yeah. Charismatic. Yeah. I like that word. Um, but I know, I, I think it's important to note that that's deism. I mean, if, if, if you right. really think God right. is done. Yeah, that yeah. Well, the spirit was only for the apostles, and once right. they died off, right. there's no more spi- Yeah. You think God's done talking. Like, I think it's funny, because you think about how the Bible came together in the first place. Yeah. We had the old law, and when, I, you know, I've heard you talk about recently that when Paul references the scriptures. Right. You know, well, he's talking about the old law. Right, in right. In the New Testament, but he they didn't have the New Testament, right? Yeah. It's sometimes easy to forget that as you read, but we can that we can trust so quickly uh, as christians that a group of people who were who were not apostles got together and put this you know they bound this book together and mm-hmm. decided what was going to be it we can trust that they had the spirit and that god was directing them to put that book together yeah but we don't trust that he can speak to us today. Yeah. Like and, that's...
0: And the way I would say it is this, is I, I think that the apostles themselves had a special ministry sure. that was directed by the Holy Spirit in a special way. And and I think understanding apostolic ministry is incredibly important mm-hmm. because, and, and that's why, you know, it wasn't arbitrary the way that, that these books were put together. Sure, sure. It was based on the fact that all of these people were either apostles or they were closely associated with the apostles. So all of these books of the New Testament are apostolic, and meaning they are associated with the ministry of apostles. Right. And, and just even understanding what an apostle is, an apostle is like an ambassador or a delegate I was recently at a conference, and and somebody used the word deputy, like mm-hmm. they've been deputized by the king to go out and make a proclamation. And so, yes, their ministry had a lot to do with information, like raw information. Right. And yes, I I don't think that like God is giving me raw information. I just don't think that the Holy Spirit is giving me raw information. So if yeah. we mean God speaks to me today with that, I, no, I don't. No. I don't hear a, a voice in my head, and mm-hmm. and I. I really question, you know, when people say things like that because and I think part of it is because I have a voice in my head, and his name is Wes. Yeah. <laughs> he says all kinds of things. You know, I mean, the the voice in my head, you know, tells me, you know, eat chocolate cake, and it tells yeah. me don't eat chocolate cake, and it tells me, yeah. Wes, you want to be in good shape, and it says, Wes, you want to eat everything that's, you know, I mean, he the can't vo- be trusted, right? The voice in my head is, you know, is crazy. You know, so this uh, somebody's gonna, you know, turn me into a psychiatrist or something. I, s- I said I was crazy and I had voices in my head, but uh, but we don't, we all do. We we have we have right. thoughts. We have a conscience. We have desires. Mm-hmm. And all of those things have, to a certain degree, a voice, sure. you know, and, and we can listen to those things or not listen to those things. But the way the Spirit seems to work is that he gives us wisdom and insight. And if somebody thinks that the Spirit is done giving us wisdom and insight and eyes to see, then, then I think that you have to just throw out the entire New Testament. Yeah. Because Paul... And the other apostles jesus himself was very specific and when they wrote these things down and they preserved them and they held on to them and they handed them down generation to generation it is it is from beginning to end saying to christians If you really belong to Jesus and you really are part of the family of God, then you have the Spirit of God dwelling in you, and the Spirit is giving you wisdom and insight and vision and eyes to see. And so part of that, I mean, when you think about, again, the fruit of the Spirit, love and joy and peace and patience, it's like if you look out onto the lake and you can see ships that are sailing and ships that aren't. <laughs> or you can see ships that are crashing into each other or, and ships that are sailing in the right direction. You know which ones are empowered by the right kind of wind, right. the, the ones that are going in the right direction. And, and Paul would say, it's not about whether or not you can predict the future or, you know, it, that, that's not it. You know, it's whether or not you have love. joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. If you're living in sexual immorality or you're violent or you're hostile or you're angry or you're backbiting or you're a gossip, you are not walking by the spirit you're walking by the flesh that's the the wind that's driving you right but if your life is filled with love and faithfulness and self-control and these kinds of things then then give credit to God because it's the spirit of God that's directing you it's not because you quote unquote read the Bible and you know all the rules and you, you know how to follow the rules I feel like that's when we say well the God speaks to us through the Bible and just through the Bible I feel like I feel like what people are saying is, I know the rules, yeah, and I, I've read the lists, and it's like, no, no, it's more than that. Yes, Scripture's important, because you have to know what story you're a part of mm-hmm. in order to embrace Jesus, and when you embrace Jesus, and you're buried with Him in baptism, clothed with Him, then the Spirit comes to fill your life. If you're praying for that, I mean, Paul prayed for that. Yeah. I don't... I don't think we do that enough. Mm-mm. I don't think we pray enough that we would be would be uh, strengthened in our inner being through the spirit, so yeah. that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. I don't think we pray enough about that or think enough about that and and focus on the fact that I cannot live out the story of the gospel without the spirit of God filling my life. And so I mean let's let's look at a passage. I mean this is the Bible study podcast now, so um, let's look at Ephesians 5, and this is a passage I always grew up hearing because it says to sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, but that's the only part of this that I, I focused on when I was growing up, but yeah. but let's start. It's Ephesians 5 and verse 15, so I, I'm going to have you... Do you want to read? Yeah, I can pull it up. Oh, sorry. No, you don't. It's it's okay. I I sprung that on you. Okay. So it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And don't get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So if you just walk through that passage, um, you know, he says, Look carefully how you walk not as unwise, but as wise. In the contrast there, not as unwise, but as wise. And then he says, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So again, yeah. the contrast, foolishness versus understanding the will of the Lord, unwise versus wise. Then he says, don't get drunk with wine, that's debauchery, but f- be filled with the Spirit. So this, being filled with the Spirit is associated in this passage with wisdom yeah. and with knowing the will of the Lord being foolish is being is associated with unwise and being drunk with wine. And so we can I mean right there there's a contrast three things on one side three things on the other side. Foolishness, being unwise and being drunk. And that's I mean that what a great description. Don't be these things. Don't go through life just not getting it, being foolish and drunk and unwise. On the other side, be wise and understand what the will of the Lord is, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then, then he uses, then he uses these in English. They're ing words. Um, uh, they're they're participles. Um, But adverbial participles, if we want to get real specific. So these these adverbial participles that either tell us this is what it looks like to be filled with the Spirit, or this is how you get filled with the Spirit. So it would be like this. It would be like me saying, giving you a command. So the command here, the imperative, the imperative is uh, be filled with the Spirit, Mm -hmm. which, again, we don't... We don't talk like that. right? We don't say, okay, church, listen up. This week, I want all of you, go out there, don't get drunk, but be filled with the Spirit. Don't be unwise, be wise. Don't, uh, don't be foolish, be, be wise. You know, so we don't, we don't, um, or understand what the will of the Lord is. Um, we don't necessarily tell people, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if somebody just sat down and said, well, how do I do that? Like, how do yeah. I... How, I thought I got the Spirit when I was baptized. Yes, in yeah. a sense. Yeah, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that on a daily basis you're filled with Him. Um, and so it, it would be like me saying, Travis, uh, would you run to the store? So there's the imperative, run to the store. Yeah. Um, and then I gave you some adverbial participles, like saying, run to the store, first going, going out the door. Second, getting in your car. Yeah. Third, driving down the street. So the going and getting and driving are all the adverbial participles, and in that case, they describe, um, they describe how to do how to accomplish the imperative, right? And so the the instruction right. is go to the store, and then the adverbial participles how you accomplish that. You could also use them in a descriptive way, saying something like, uh, go to the store, um, uh, you know, dry, I, I can't think of how you would make those descriptive. But, but you, could, you, could, you could give somebody a commandment and then say, this is what it looks like to do that. Um, and and so it's more of a descriptive rather than how to accomplish that. So it's hard to know exactly what he means by this. He either means this is how, like a list of how you get filled with the spirit or, um, or it's a description of what it looks like to be filled with the Spirit. I'm okay with both. Yeah. It doesn't have to be either or, I don't think. So he says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is what it looks like, or this is how... Either way you put it, it doesn't really matter. This is what it looks like to be a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit, sing, address one another in songs, give thanks to God for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You want to be filled with the Spirit? Then be a person who is involved in the church. Yeah. And worship with the church sing with the church speak to the church submit to each other in the church this life in the community of jesus worshiping thanking god uh being together this is how you become a person this is how you are a person who is filled with the spirit and what does it mean to be filled with the spirit well it means that you know what the will of the lord is and Mm -hmm. that you're wise doesn't it's not about the facts and figures yes that comes through studying scripture and it comes through being together and talking through things together but there's there's a lot of things that scripture doesn't address specifically tons of things that scripture doesn't address specifically we we live in a world where um we have abortion and 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 doctors that perform abortions, and that becomes a huge ethical and moral dilemma and question yeah. that we're dealing with in our culture and our society. Well, what exactly does Scripture say about it? Well, it says some things about life in the womb. Absolutely, it does. But they didn't have doctors sure. performing abortions in all of these times, and 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 so how do wise people handle this? What do wise people? That are being driven along by the Spirit of God. What do they think about human life? and the sanctity of human life? What do they think about mothers and babies and life and children? What do they think about those things? Well, how are we going to come to determination on how we handle situations like abortion or drug use or cohabitation or a million things that we could talk about? How are we going to... Well, we're going to do that by studying Scripture. What does Scripture reveal about life and about God and about humanity? Yeah. And and then we're going to... Do it by talking with each other, by spending time with each other, by submitting to one another, by worshiping with one another, by speaking and encouraging one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, by embracing the story of Jesus that we're all a part of, by being a part of this community. It's all of these things, it's spiritual disciplines. Does that mean that God is like going to download information in my head about, you know, marijuana? No, <laughs> it doesn't mean that. But it does mean that if you are actively a part of the community of faith and that you are studying the stories of scripture and you're writing these things in your heart and you're embracing the reign of god through jesus you will become a wiser person yeah and wise people know how to deal it with situations that come up yeah in wise ways that that is in accordance with the will of God. And the only way to do that is to live in the community of faith, embracing the story of Jesus, and, and praying and singing that the Spirit of God may fill us. And then as situations arise, we know how to handle them according to the will of God.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, I thought I just had, as you were saying that, I think a big part of wanting to see the spirit more and it's just realizing how much we need him Yes. and and how because I mean to your point earlier I know exactly where it will get me what it will get me with Travis behind the wheel you know I I know I know how that's gonna go yeah and I know the kind of decisions he makes I know what his discernment looks like Uh, I know he doesn't really know anything you know Um, but with the spirit it's like man I've got with the measure I have right now, hey, I've got a fighting shot. Yeah, yeah, and if I continue to pray if I continue to get more of the Spirit, mm-hmm. I'm real confident. You know, we're yeah. we're gonna put this. You know, we're gonna put this one in the W column.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I like the word that you use, discernment. And yeah, a, a preacher friend of mine one time said, it, discernment isn't just knowing right from wrong; it's also knowing good from better. <laughs> you know, and I like so that. so yeah. the, there are times when when it's not about, and and what do you do in those situations? I mean, you know, a lot of people will be able to say, oh yeah, abortion is wrong and not having an abortion is right. Okay. Yep. Good. Okay. I agree with you. But what about situations where it's not black and white? What about situations where, um, not just about abortion, but I mean, any number of moral and ethical questions where it's not a matter of good and bad or right and wrong. It's a matter of, either one neither one of these two things is sinful um, but but which one is the best thing to do right what's what's the the very best in this situation? How are you gonna know how to do that? Well the only way you know how to do that the only way you'll you'll make and I again when we use words like no, what do we mean by no right you know what when I say how do you know what to do right we, <laughs> again, we think like Westerners what what, what we're saying is, there, there is wisdom that we need from God yeah. and he promises to give us that. You read James. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask. God gives generously. He will give you if you ask him.
1: Yeah. And and it, mm. it
0: doesn't mean downloading knowledge to your head. Yeah. It means that over time and through participating in the church and in the spiritual disciplines and studying scripture and fasting and praying and and loving and submitting to one another and singing songs of praise and downloading these stories into our heart and mind, we become wiser people who deal with things with love, and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. We want things to be, though, I think we want things to be extraordinary, right? Yeah. We want tongues of fire. And obvious. <laughs> right, and obvious, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We want things to be obvious. We want things to be black and white. We want Which things is... to be, you know, just explode. We want a magic show sort of thing. It's it's much more ordinary than that, but it is also extraordinary. It's it's It's, it's very... It's very subtle. Maybe that might be a good word. It, yeah. It's a subtle thing, and it's a subtle change, and it's a, a gradual change. It's growth, you know, and it's it's over time um, that that the spirit begins to open our eyes that we can see. Yeah. Well, to your
1: to your point, like I was just thinking, why why would we want? Why do we have this need for the extraordinary? Like it's just I just want to hit me like a lightning bolt. Yeah. And I think it's I think on one hand I think oh, it's, it's laziness. We just don't want to put in the work. But I think at the same time, it's also humility. That's like, I sometimes I just think I'm too stupid to see it. If God gave it to me in a yeah. subtle way, yeah. but it's like, give yourself more credit than that. It's yeah. like, God, you know, God can, God's going to speak to you. And I think to what you said earlier, it's going to look different for you than me. Yeah. Our sensibilities, our temperament, our experience, our background, our base of understanding and knowledge is different. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that, that is the beauty of it, that, you come to Christ and there is something for everybody and there is a path to Christ for everybody. There there's, you know, it's all through Christ, but there's more than one way to the waterfall. And, uh, I just thought of, uh, years ago, I remember watching, I wasn't even watching the movie. I was watching a clip from the movie, but, um, movie Evan almighty. Uh And there's a part in that movie where Morgan Freeman playing God, um, is talking to one of the characters and he, uh, she's, she's talking about how she, she doesn't know she's talking to God, Yeah. But she's talking about how she's been praying and just doesn't feel like her prayers are being heard. And he says, well, when, uh, when you pray to God for courage, do you think, do you think God just like gives you a feeling of courage and you feel, you know, you all of a sudden you man, you feel like a lion. You can go out and do anything. Yeah. It's like, or do you think he's going to give you opportunities right. at a, hopefully at a rate that is tolerable to you Yeah. for you to have courage? Yeah. You know, same thing with patience. And I mean, I mean, that if that doesn't sum up uh, at least the start of right. what it's like, right. I think, to, right. to, to interact with the spirit of pray for something and then believe you're going to get it. Yeah. Believe it and believe that you're going to get it in the best way possible. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be the way you want because yeah. because you know that you're a human and you're lacking yeah. and you don't even know. You don't even know. God right. knows that you don't even know what you want. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. But- it's going to be bigger than that. And as long as you're just open to, you know, as much as you can be to, to the possibility of how he's going to reveal it to you. Yeah. Jesus said, knock and and the door will be open. Seek and you'll find I mean, that's, I mean that's that's a that's a big deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly right. I think I think that the the spirit of God is working not only in you or mm-hmm. in in the individual, but he's also working in the church. And as you said, he equips different parts of the body in different ways. You know, that's the mm-hmm. Paul's metaphor in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 that, you know, there's some people that are a nose and some people that are eyes and some people that are mouth, and God if we and i think that that's sometimes what we're so individualistic that we pull out of the body of jesus and we we just try to you know say well god you know make me who i need to be by myself it's like that's not how he works it's when we're part of the body of christ and we're the spirit is working in you and equipping you and empowering you in in ways that he hasn't equipped and empowered me and you're encouraging me and he's helping me to become who he wants me to be through the Spirit who is working in you and in somebody else and in somebody else and somebody else. And all of this, all of the parts, Ephesians 4, all of the parts are working together so that the body builds itself up together in love. And that's, that's what the Spirit is doing. He's working to bring about harmony and peace and unity, and love, and joy, and peace, and patience, all of these things, he's working in different people in various ways, and and being grateful for that, and how yeah. he's working, and being okay with the, like you said, the process, you know, it's, it's a process, and it's, uh, it's gradual, and he he's even he's opening our eyes to different things and new things, and he's growing us and stretching us because we're still in the flesh, and, right. and you know, we still have all of this uh, this tendency to sin and this weakness. Um, and and he's he's we're a work in progress, yeah. But but the Spirit is working in us, and and if and and I I think that that's that's where. You know, if we don't if we don't understand that the Spirit's work is in opening our eyes and giving us wisdom and giving us discernment, if if we're looking for a little voice or we're just saying it's just the Bible and we're just looking for lists and rules, um, then I think that we are unfortunately um, removing ourselves from the process of submitting to. God stretching us and growing us through the Spirit in order to become the people that he would have us to be. And a lot of it is, again, it is supernatural in the sense that it's not natural. It's not natural. I was teaching in my class last night about meekness and saying, you know, it's not natural to turn the other cheek that's not natural. It's not natural to go the extra mile. It's not natural to love your enemies or pray for those who persecute you. None of those things are natural. They only happen when you see with the eyes of faith that I'm a part of a real kingdom with a real and reigning king, and I am inheriting this kingdom, and this is reality. It looks like the terrorists and the tyrants and the dictators and the strong and the mighty and those with the big swords and the big guns it looks like they're winning but in reality king jesus has already won you can only see that through the work of the spirit now does that mean through what the Spirit told the apostles and that they wrote down for us in the scriptures? Of course it does. You yeah. couldn't know this story if it wasn't for the work of the apostles. Their mm-hmm. declaration and proclamation, absolutely, that's how you embrace that story. But every single day, I need the, my eyes open so that I walk by faith yeah. and not by sight. I wanna thank my church family, the Church of Christ on McDermott Road, and our editor, Travis Pauley, for making this podcast possible. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I also want to invite you to check out Logos Bible Software, who has partnered with us to give our listeners a great discount. Just go to radicallychristian.com slash logos, L-O-G-O-S. I think you'll love the software and you'll get a great discount by using that link. As always, I love you, God loves you, and I hope you have a wonderful day.